0: Episode 30, and before we get into our favorite format, the Q&A, your shirt yeah. reminded me of something that I just picked up. I think it's kind of fire. Wait, till like today? Yeah, so for those of you listening, I'll describe it, but for those of you watching, you're going to get to see what I picked up today, scored. I was at Brimfield for a day and a half. And I got a bunch of stuff. Like a bunch of stuff. But we're going to talk about that in another episode. This is Q&A. But lay your eyes on these walkie-talkies. Dog, what is that? So if you're listening, they're like basketball colored. They're walkie-talkies from the movie Space Jam. On one side, it says Space Jam. On the other side, it's Bugs. And it's MJ. And I, they need 9-volt batteries. One of them's a little dirty, but um, I'm putting batteries in these, and I'm going to test them out.
1: Dog, would I come visit? Can we use them?
0: Uh, yeah, bro. I'm just <laughs> betting that Joe is going to bid and offer me for these. I don't know what he's going to offer, but uh. it better be high because these are making it to the shop.
1: Those are so sick. They're like, and again, if you're not watching, they're bright orange. It's got the big Space Jam logo on the back. Bugs on one, MJ on the other. Dude, these are sick. I got
0: them for uh, 15 for the pair. Wow. Yeah. So I picked up a lot of stuff. And I guess the last thing I'll mention before we move on is I found an NES in the box, sealed what? in the original plastic, original box from 1990, the action set with the... Uh, Super Mario and Duck Hunt and the gun, oh, right? Oh, no way! And uh, the guy's like, oh, yeah, I've also got uh, Super Mario 3 in Dude, the box, love it. in the plastic. It's like, what do you want for it? And uh, we, we did a deal there on site, and I'm looking at these things, and they're going for a lot, a lot more than I paid uh, on eBay. So very tempting to flip this, so... It's been a good couple of days of buying and now it's going to be some good days of selling. This is one of those rare
1: occasions where I'm actually going to encourage you not to let it breathe. I, I Don't open that
0: up. <laughs> I'm going to I think I'm going to take that <laughs> advice. Okay. <Be, laughs> Cuz think about it on these two items. I spent so I spent almost 800 bucks these past couple days, but I could get it back with just these two items, which I paid the most right. for of anything I bought. Right, and this is the last couple of days of this big flea, right? Yep, so at the end of this week, it'll be done. We, all, Me and my dad always go for two days um, and just pack it in, and then that's it for the season. Of course, there's more antique shows, auctions, flea markets. There's online, always, but Brimfield, the largest in the entire world, all over the world, you will find- All over the world. No here we are, here we are. <laughs> Antique Flea Market, then Brimfield. People people literally come from all over. And uh, I'm happy with the purchases, and now it's time to go make those sales. So real quick, this all over the world,
1: this thing <laughs> that Dave and I are doing, this is something that we learned on Cheap Seats with the Sklar brothers, <laughs> where they would riff on this comedian named Michael Floorwax. And that was just one of his bits. And it was so unfunny that it was hilarious. And dude, <laughs> I recently found out per our buddy Joe that if I had moved to Denver about a year and change before I did I would have been competing on the airwaves with Michael Floorwax
0: you mean the rising comedian rising (laughs) dude (laughs) that would have been an all-time all-time I mean at that point you have to reach out to the scholars and be like how do you beat this guy
1: yeah dude I I would I would have just said, "Look, there's no way I'm going to beat them. How about I just join them? Let me break my deal." You know? <laughs> hey, Homie and floor wax,
0: <laughs> Call us now. <laughs> yeah, Six collar wins. <laughs> oh man, dang, too that's good. Wow. You you flew real close to the sun there. I feel like you dodged a bullet. I really really did, man. I'm really excited about this
1: episode today. 30, I feel like we're finally, you know, we're back. We're in a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave's, you know, inching back towards 100%. Real quick, can you just fill us in on your, your little follow-up today, and then we'll dive into our first question.
0: That's right. I had a follow-up with my cardiologist today, and they told me that I officially have a regular heartbeat with a regular speed. So it's under, the PR is under 200 uh, milliseconds, so you can go look that up, what that is. It's between the little wave and the big wave in your EKG. It's it's tight, and now uh, I feel good. I have one more follow-up uh, on Halloween, and then potentially I have an annual follow-up just to track my progress, but all right. uh, I basically got the... Official all clear. Let's, we'll we'll kind of call that the official all clear. Probably in yeah. October it'll be 100%. Right now it's like 99%. Dude, I'll take it.
1: And let's go ahead and jump in. Let's do it. To our very first question. And Dave, I don't have to tell you this. You can't have a Q&A episode without getting a question from Vicki Green.
0: All right, I'm excited. Here it is. As you know, fall is getting ready to make its way to Maine, even though it's like 90 degrees out this week. But what do you think is the best part about fall in Maine? Is it the seasonal desserts? Is it the colors of the leaves? Is it the fairs? What do you think that the rest of the world needs to know about how elite fall in Maine is?
1: Vicky's defense, and I'm going to keep this down. Okay. She did this while she was at work for us. Like, she could have got, oh, you know, canned on the spot. Let's
0: go! I was so like, she was I, was, I was like, is it late at night? Do you not want to keep your roommates up? Like, what's going on here?
1: No, she didn't want her boss to hear her. She's supposed to be filing
0: reports or something. True A1 fan. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Best so, Dave, part. what is it about
0: Fall in Maine that outsiders should know? You know, I think it's just really about Han Solo season when all the college <laughs> girls go get their pumpkin spice, whatever, with their Ugg boots and their and their vests and their same shirts and they can all stand and they're all looking the same. That's why it's called Han Solo season, but that's not the best reason. And the pumpkin spice, everything is also not the best reason. Um, For me, it's uh, all the tourists leave and all the real Mainers are still here. We get football season. If you're up here, it's Patriots and, it's hoodie season. It's truly, it's cool at night. Like the air starts to feel nice again.
1: Yeah. There's something about that crisp air at night where you can just open up all the windows, all the doors, air out your whole house, apartment, whatever, and even just hang outside and just be comfortable in whatever you're wearing. And then on top of that, it's the foliage, like the trees and Maine
0: and just all the different colors. And some of the views are just
1: like postcard worthy,
0: you know, many, many are on postcards. I I miss when, um, when you lived in the apartment above the house and we would go out in the street and just run routes and play football. Yeah. Like your cousin (laughs) would come by or Daryl would come by or like even Ryan would be there. Um, Yeah, that dude, just just throwing the old pigskin around. Right. Street fucking it around, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, They were very slow routes,
1: mind you, but we're moving nonetheless. (laughs) I'm
0: open. Yeah. Yeah, we know. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) JR, keep moving. I can't.
1: (laughs) I'm deep. All right. Here is our next question. Let's get it.
0: What's up, JR? What's up, Dave? It's Luther here in Thornwood, Colorado. (laughs) And I just want to ask you guys one question. Are you a tube sock or an ankle sock guy? I know I want to know, and the rest of the world wants to know, too. Thank you, guys, and have a good day. That's Luther. 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 Yep. Luther tube sock, not Luther Vandross. (laughs) Yeah,
1: what? That's too good. Um, I'll tell you right off the rib, I'm an ankle sock guy, even though the Gen Z will tell us that
0: they're not cool. You're going to show a little skin over there. All right. I see how, you, right. see how you're working it.
1: Yeah, that, that mids are the way to go. But I am oh, I don't know, man. I think I'll
0: wear ankle socks to, for the rest of my life. Well, that's why I came up with the company Just Mids. I was like, what's the height everybody's wearing? I was like, mids. So I have a sock company called Just Mids. Shout out to JustMids.com. You can buy your socks there. I got to come up with the next colorway. But right. do you remember, I know you do, oh, we were we go. go to gym class. And if you yeah. didn't have ankle socks because by the way the parents would never know to buy them for you because they're not enough sock and they'd be like well it doesn't cover anything this and whatever million excuses so what we would do is roll the tube sock under Uh, our ankle so it was a (laughs) no-show do you have socks on yeah they're no-shows obviously but you'd never show somebody what you did no yeah you would pull (laughs) it
1: all the way up only to then slide it all the way down (laughs) around your heel and all the way back mm. to the front. We're all guilty of it. Don't listen to this right now and act like you didn't do that. Cause you know you did.
0: Right. Or act like you didn't get a bunch of blisters because you rolled them too far. Oh yeah. And after yeah, gym, it's like, you were like, Man,
1: <sighs> this was like, 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 cool those aren't, to have two, two yeah, socks. Yeah. Those aren't ankle socks. Those are toe socks, bro. You got <laughs> blisters, bruh.
0: <laughs> yeah, you take your shoe off and it'd be all the way half, like all the way down your, your foot.
1: Oh yeah, the only time I would wear tube socks was growing up in the winter, right? I'd, I'd pair that with my long johns, or if I was wearing rollerblades.
0: Okay, true, because rollerblades are tall. It basically, I think the rule as a kid was you don't want to show your socks. But now, no. I mean, yeah, dude, I like the mid height, and that's like the look, I guess. I guess so. I want to flip the script, though. I
1: want to know, Luther, what kind of socks do you wear? And I don't want to hear about what you do with a tube sock. Can we just move on? <laughs>
0: Luther tube Folks. sock. We'll hear from you
1: again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is our next question. And this comes from our good friend Sam Goh out in California. Uh, is that where she
0: is still? Uh, she's on the West Coast. Okay. Yeah. Here we go.
1: What would you put on a rider and why?
0: No, Man, no. have you, all right, JR, because you've been on stage a lot more than me, have you ever had the option to have your own rider?
1: You know, recently, I was approached by the company I work for to DJ an after party for this, like, this big podcast convention. Oh, all right. And they asked me what my, my gear rider was. So they wanted to have everything there for me. Never have I been asked, like, you know, silly stuff. Do you want only blue M&Ms? Do you want only this type of liquor? Do you want only this? I mean, for me, it was always like, hook me up with a couple sugar-free Red Bulls, and I'm ready to roll, man. Like, I'm pretty low maintenance with that kind of stuff. So I don't think I've officially ever had one. But promoters and, you know, club owners, bar owners have like, hey, is there something I can have waiting for you when you get here? Yes. Sugar-free, Monster, Red Bull, whatever. I'm ready.
0: But, all right. So what would be the like, all right, you got a rider. You're going to go rock the show. You can have whatever you want. But how Anything? I think about it is, mind you, you still got to do the show. So, right. you know, it can't be like, a bunch of pizza in my mind because pizza on set was like the killer. Everybody would get tired and slow and like things would just break down. Productivity was gone. Yeah. I mean, you still could pick that, but I'm just thinking logically like, all right, what, but what would you really pick?
1: Well, before I answer that, let me tell you about,
0: and it would be free.
1: Right. Opening for Snoop Dogg at the expo. Dude, here's word the story. Was, word was part of his rider was a PlayStation. Okay. That he had there. And rumor has it that uh, <laughs> they didn't leave the PlayStation behind like they were supposed to. They took that son of a gun with them.
0: <laughs> Bro. You got plenty of money. Just get a PlayStation in every city. Yeah, just decided. Just
1: I guess it was the thrill of the steal. I don't know. But if I had to go out of my way to pick one. I would want a specific type of monster energy to get me hyped up, right? Right. I would love to have pro wrestling playing on the screen when I arrive in the green room, okay? I want Nashville hot chicken for me and my crew. Nice. Right? And maybe a couple pole dancers,
0: bro. Dude, it's a great idea. Just just a little inter Monday night <laughs> football? Know?
1: Monday night football. I'm not, you know, and I'm not talking like, yeah, all right, all right, we're headed over to the main stage. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a little, you know, strip tease, you know, just yeah. some entertainment for the boys. For the boys, you know. Especially if yeah. it's Saturday.
0: Just it's for the
1: boys. What about for you? What if we one day took this podcast on the road and mm. we told a bunch of stories that we can't capture on audio and film? What hey Dave, I, I want to have your room prepared for you. What All would you like in there?
0: Well, I would just go t- totally off the rails and get i – I'm going to need a <laughs> fireplace. What? I'm going to need what? camping chairs. They don't um, have a chimney. <laughs> well, well, hey, let's figure it out. Maybe it's an outdoor <laughs> venue. I don't know. Just get open the tent up. Um, I'm going to need like, big screens to play sports. So you got sports playing in the back. Specifically that one Jordan DVD that you have. I have it, dude. It's, I'm looking at it right now. It's on the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. The Jordan DVD, game, the flu game, 97 yes. finals. Just have that on a loop. I'll just, I'll just watch mm-hmm. it over and over and over. And then for the alcohol drinkers, I would have tequila, Class Azul with a ginger beer. And then for food, I would have Jamaican beef patties. So Max Ooh. introduced me to this when we went to Kingston. There's a place called Juicy Patty, and it's like um, similar to a fast food restaurant like McDonald's or whatever. But, dude, these are like, you ever had a turnover, like an apple turnover?
1: Yeah, it's like Like a pastry. Yeah,
0: this is just filled with like beef and goodness, and you can just eat so many of them. So that's what Uh, I would have.
1: Speaking of Max, him and his mom introduced me to Jamaican jerk chicken. What did you think? I thought it was delicious, but I was afraid to taste it at first because it was, like, yellow. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about all this because, you know, I'm picky I am with some of my stuff.
0: Yeah. And
1: then I finally was, oh, you know. And then in the back of my mind, I heard Debo saying, stop being a bitch and come on. <laughs> so I did it.
0: And it was delicious. I had, like, two or three bowls of it. Some of my favorite. So they had it at Brimfield at the antique yeah. show. I was walking by, I was like, really? There's beef patties? I was like, I got to go check this out. And there was a legitimate Jamaican woman. She's like, I've been here for like 15 years doing this. I was like, well, sign me up. Just give me two, two beef patties and a ting, which is like a a Jamaican like soda. So they had like grapefruit and they have like lemon lime. And on a hot day, it was hot. It was was like 89, 90 degrees. That hit the spot. So that's what I would do. Yeah.
1: That sounds delicious, dude. That's a great question, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, very good question. You know, and one day we're going to make that a reality. It'll be cool, man. Yeah. Our next one comes from my buddy Ropers down in Texas.
0: If given the perfect opportunity, would the two of you co-host a morning radio show? (sighs) Dude, would we? We've actually
1: talked about this off the air quite a few times. And I often have this idea in my head that once I make enough money in radio, which might be never, you know, that I'd love to come home and do this show locally with you or at least license it out. And how cool would it be for us to be on the air every morning in our home freaking town?
0: Then none of y'all can avoid us. All 'all y'all that want to listen, you got another opportunity. We're not stopping the podcast, but that would be... Yeah, that would be really great and fun for me to get to like do radio for real because I've, you yeah. know, I've like called in, I've like kind of been in the background, help with stuff, but to be a radio host, man, that is a cool thing.
1: Yeah, I think it would almost pan out that our live broadcast in the morning would be what you could later download and listen to every week as the podcast, it, but it would be every single day. Five days a week rather, you yes. know.
0: But I mean, we'd have to get it teamed, cut it up. Like Breakfast Duh. Club does a pretty good job chopping yeah. the show up. Yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. I I couldn't handle that.
1: Well, you know, some of those uh tippy top markets, they got teams for that, but old Jeff here, he's kind of uh, running the show by himself, so to speak. So yeah. you know, one I'm, man can only do so much. Yeah. Radio. No, it's yeah, I I'd, I'd say it's in the cards. I'd say so. It would be super, super freaking cool, man. So let's go ahead, jump into our next question. And this comes from Kyle in Colorado. Hey, this is Kyle. I was just curious on radio personalities, if you guys have to be fake around people (laughs) or if you can be yourselves. I know there has to be a certain protocol with professionalism, but if you guys are totally different on the radio as you are in person or vice versa.
0: Well, you I'd, should take that one. But I well, see, mess I with was going to throw it to you. T- I mess with people all the time, but I'm yeah. pretty much professionalism. I mean, uh I, I don't really think about it. I just no. Don't give a damn and I just act I think, how I would This is how I would be. Yeah. If we stop recording, I'd keep being yeah. the same.
1: I think what what Kyle here is trying to get at is is what you're hearing from me on the air is that all an act or am I really like that in person? And I would say the answer truthfully is yes and no. It's that what you're hearing on the air is very much me, especially now over the last few years that I've really dialed into my afternoon drive delivery and approach. It's me, but with the volume turned up a little bit, right? I'm there to you know, help people get home and make them laugh and be informative and funny and conversational. And, you know, but if you were to, you know, pop into the shop at out the box, like, and, you know, check out my shelf, which please you should. And, uh, and we were to talk to each other, you'd probably get the same guy for the most part. You'd be like, oh, there's not really much of a difference. He's not fake. He's entertaining when he's on there, you know, but I'm very much an introvert living an extrovert life style, you know, especially on the air and DJing and hosting events and stuff. So I'm not always at a 12. You might catch me around a six or a five, you know, people I'm comfortable with like Dave, I can be at a one or a two. It's nothing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I would, I would back that up. You're the same person and the volume is turned up. Um, But I think the, the major difference is when you start talking about something you're really interested in, if you're not on the radio, then I start to hear the radio personality. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, there's the energy. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not that he's giving you less energy in person, you know, talking about you. Like when JR like sees you out, it's, There's a different kind of delivery you need to give the show versus in person. It would be weird if you were talking at me like, "Hey Dave, this Friday." I'd Be like, "All right, bro, I got. I'm right here. I'm right in front of you." Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, and also, I'm not only gonna talk to you in 15 second spurts, (laughs) you know, and then (laughs) that's a great video (laughs) idea.
0: It would be kind of funny, right? I'm like, what? You're like, hold on. There's commercials. I'll, I'll finish in a in a minute. Oh, okay, yeah, in
1: three minutes. Yeah, you know? Three minutes.
0: I'm like, I gotta wait three minutes. Okay, for fifty wait, that wasn't good. Let me let me try again.
1: Yeah, let me let me recut that <laughs> one. Let me, let me, but yeah, Kyle. Back. Yeah, thanks so much for the question. Uh, I look forward to meeting you. Um I met Kyle uh, because he was a customer at Out the Box in Thornton, which I've started a co assignment shelf with. Nice. And it's doing pretty damn good, man. I'm super surprised. And a lot of this is just based off kind of seeing what you're doing and, and hearing kind of how you go about stuff in the reselling space and then thinking, well, damn, you know, I love to collect It's It's for me. It's for me to look at and admire. But if I can get some stuff for a decent enough price and flip it for, you know, some sort of profit margin to just start off with, and then also bring people joy with pro wrestling then that's a win-win, man. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm pumping out some really cool content with those guys. And so that's how I met Kyle.
0: Nice. Yeah, the latest videos you made were, were top-notch. I've, I've re-watched them since. Just I went to go look for them. I was like, wait, let me just see that commercial one more time. My dog. I saw your every time, like, not every time. Right, that'd be a lot. But when you get a new figure and you show me the new, like, layout, with your shelves, I just at first thought, man, he could probably resell a bunch of those. And that's yeah. kind of when we started talking. I was like, you know, did you ever consider it? It' like you go to this place and you're like, I mean, yeah, I do know how to find them,
1: yeah. Uh, you know i've I've thought about it, but it's like certain certain ones that I have I got because I wanted to open it and I wanted to display it and I wanted to admire it and show it off and but everything you know once you enjoy it for a while who's to say that you're like okay let me sell this and somebody else can enjoy it that's how a bunch of my wrestling collectibles wound up in the shop in the first place and like my money in the bank briefcase and my title belts and DVDs and some action figures and but now I'm like solely going out trying to hunt stuff that's difficult for people to find because they're like store exclusives yeah. and you could go to five six shops and not find it so if I do I like to pick it up and process it and bring it in into the shop and I'm not trying to get rich off this it's just like a, a side hustle and it's something that I'm super into with these action figures so it's a win-win for me man and I'm I'm like I'm all about it I'm waist deep right now in this stuff bro I
0: love it yeah it gives us one more thing to strategize and uh, and talk about and it's a good lesson to be learned here that not all things last forever you can't hold on to something forever you have to Enjoy it. Let it go. like these yeah. great walkie talkies. Okay. These space jam walkie talkies. I'm going to have like, you know, days, I don't know, hours, whatever. I'll get to like use them. Maybe I'll use them for a video and be like, you know what? That was fun. Now somebody else.
1: Right. We need to film a bit with those for sure. I'll save them that long. I'll okay. just My price dog. them really high. If
0: somebody buys right. them, oh well.
1: Well, I mean, come on, you know, yeah. we're all, we're all in this to make a buck and have a little fun on the way. Next question. Mm comes from josh in brook city maine who was one person that inspired you to do music when you were growing up so who was a person that inspired us to do music when we were growing up it sounded like he was driving with a top down
0: i'll be honest josh it, it was tough to hear hey, you brother it was probably a nice day yeah
1: who would it be for you
0: I mean, you, to be, I mean, you
1: got into beats like it. I was already like writing rhymes and recording and, and then we kind of, you know, just met there in the middle in 2007. It has to be
0: Warren G. The first tape yeah. I ever owned was Warren G regulators. And I'm like, bro, this is great. Whatever this is, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta be a part of this. And I'll tell you, and this is just recently is like, again, being in the hospital, being near death think about everything it's not like your life flashing before your eyes but you're like accessing all these random memories as fast as you can (laughs) and i'm like like i didn't follow up on this i didn't do this i wanted to do that and you know it's got me back into taking a different approach to making music yeah and shout out to ill mind on um who's a producer is produced for Drake. He's won Grammys. He's done a bunch of stuff. I've been following him for a long time. Actually, I actually have a mutual friend of, of mine has known him for a long time. And I just like following his mindset. Um, but it's gotten me back into like, okay, like my goal is going to be, let me just make one impactful song, beat, whatever track that gets, you know, gets published, gets used somewhere, and and then see if there's more. And if there's not more, okay, yeah. at least I accomplished that goal. And it was, like, significant enough to put the time in. And I think I've never had a specific goal. And I've just always wanted to do it. It was fun. You were around. Ryan was around. You know, the roster, everybody. But now that I have a goal, I can personalize it. And yeah. all that came from a Warren G mixtape. And now, well, not a mixtape. Like, his first debut. And now yeah. Illmind. So... And then, bro, and you, like, working with you has been fun, too. We did the Thanks, Sonic man. Wall. We did, yeah. We've did. we made money doing this. We've done yep. shows doing this. We've done shows and made money doing this. That's kind of crazy to think about, right? Yeah.
1: That's super dope, man. Yeah, the, so Warren G was your first
0: cassette, you said, yep. or was that yep. CD? My first cassette. That was the first any wow. kind of music I ever owned, and I think I'm pretty sure I still have it. Bro, that would be sick. If you do, make sure you get a, get a
1: story on Instagram up about that. My first ever tape, mom got me it. Picking me up from, I think it was summer camp. And she knew that I hated going because I was a mama's boy. I always wanted to go <laughs> home. Dude,
0: I think it's so funny. Would, yeah, for yeah, another she, day. I got, I got a <laughs> she
1: would give me gifts from time to time for being a good old boy and you know staying at the camp. And she surprised me with totally crossed out. The cassette tape, crisscross. Man. The make it make it make it make it Mac, daddy. It's the make it a make it make it make it a Mac. What? Dude, I played that thing until the tape broke.
0: I know that you did. was like, because yeah. one day we went to school in sixth grade and we did crisscross. That's right. Dude, I was doing that in elementary school. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but all right. <sighs> and one of the and teachers dude, what- made me turn back my clothes we went to school with our clothes turned around this is what i'm trying to tell everybody like we did chris like i had the shirt the taz and bugs remember that legendary shirt that is the 90s t-shirt yeah crisscross as taz and bugs and i wish i still had it bro
1: you and me both (sighs) yeah and then i think as far as who inspired me a lot of it was probably will smith yeah, I loved I loved all of his stuff. I thought he was so charismatic. I loved that he didn't curse, which is why I never cursed in my music. Which, if you've heard some of the deep cuts, I definitely have. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the um, deepest cuts, man. Yeah, the deepest of the deep. <laughs> and then who else, man? You know,
0: the old definitely Kanye. kind of that.
1: Yeah, you know that that kind of era that we had during those very you know, impressionable years with the Joe Buttons and the Fabulous and the 50 Cent and the Eminem, of course. Like, Burrow. Yeah. And then a lot of sound click rappers like Burrow and DZK. There were so many of them, you know, there were so many really good ones. And when you found like-minded people that were also into this stuff, like, Nick and Jeffro and Martie and and then later Hazard and Trips and you just go down the line it was all like we're all part of the same crew but I wasn't about to let anybody outshine me on any song that we did so it was the competitive nature I think about hip hop and just the culture itself that really wanted me to excuse me really allowed me to express myself as a creator so to speak long before that was ever even a term that anybody said. Yeah, so thanks to Josh uh, for that last one. This question comes from Jonathan here in Colorado. I think the Rocky Mountains would be a little rockier. (laughs) John Denver's foolish, man.
0: (laughs) Yo, what's up, JR? So my question is, what inspired you to become a DJ and radio host?
1: Okay, so I don't know. This one kind of piggybacks off of Josh's question. Yeah. What inspired me to become a radio host was Rob Steele.
0: Steele is
1: the legendary man of steel in Portland, Maine. Uh, gosh, I listened to him ever since I was a kid. I was always fascinated with that little voice inside the little box in your car, which anytime I explain it that way, people are like, wow, that's kind of cool. I never heard it explained that way. <laughs> um, and I always thought, how do they do that? Wait, how can I do that? You know, and it was always such a far pipe dream, right? Like it was, okay, that'll never happen, you know, whatever, whatever. And one thing led, led to another and the same guy I listened to as a kid decided to give me an opportunity. And dude, I took that and I ran with it so hard, so fast. And that's why I've been able to have, you know, up to this point, the success that I've had is all because a strong work ethic.
0: And Rob Steele thought that I could do this. Dude, your mentor was the person you... It's like seeing someone on TV and that person ends up teaching you how to do what they're doing.
1: Yeah, they're going to be the one to coach you. It's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan. Our next question comes from an Instagram follower of mine. It is Fig Freak, as in figures, because I'm getting deep into
0: this stuff, Dave. Here nah, we go. It's not Fig Newtons. <laughs> no! <laughs> What's up, JR? It's your boy, Rob, aka Fig Freak on Instagram. Give me a follow, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, here's my question. So I grew up <laughs> in the
1: golden era, legendary, wrestling, you know, Hogan, Piper, all that stuff, but... If I had to go rewatch uh, a lot of this, uh, the wrestling content like on Peacock, WWE stuff, it's got to be the ruthless, ruthless aggression era stuff and the Attitude Era stuff. What is your most rewatchable content of wrestling and the most entertaining? Thanks, guys. That's a good question, man, because I watch WWE to fall asleep every single night. And right now, I'm in the midst of 1998. I think it is. Oh. Mick Foley has just become dude love, and he's going after Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin has beef with Mr. McMahon. All hell is breaking loose. It's, uh, there's something about the call. There's something about listening to the commentary, specifically Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. When I get to listen to those two, and I don't fall asleep because they're boring, I fall asleep because of some level of comfort.
0: They're familiar.
1: Yeah, and just listening to them call what's happening. Like if I if I get into bed tonight and I pop back on where I left off, right? Which was like the beginning in 97. I'll start there. And then I'll wake up, you know, like I set a timer on my phone so I don't miss too much, just enough to where I'll fall asleep cuz I've had it happen before where I'll start SummerSlam 94. I'll wake up. We're in 99. I have no idea what's going on. You know? <laughs> um, but the point is to be able to fall asleep. So I think to answer the question, it's that the whole 90s. It's the whole 90s. It's it's anything from the early 90s with the Hulkster to the mid-90s with Hollywood Hogan to the late 90s with The Rock and Stone Cold and Bret Hart and Sean... Like, Dude, just everybody, you know, and I think there's a lot of great stuff in the Ruthless Aggression era, so much great stuff. The roster at that point was the most stacked it's ever been, at least in, 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 in my opinion and, and in my experience being a fan. But I'll always be able to fall asleep to Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler on the call, and I think to me that's the most rewatchable and it might not even necessarily be because it's just, oh, this match was so great and that match was so great. Matter of fact, a lot of the matches were really short. A lot of them were like DQs. A lot of them were like strange stuff happened. But I think it's just because the age I was when I watched it. That's why it's the most rewatchable to me. Is there hmm. any for you? Like Because I know you're not a – I'm getting you back into this, bro. Like you watched Payback, right? That's great. Yeah, is there – is there a certain thing if you were like, shoot, you know what? I got some time to kill, or I'm gonna do some eBay. Let me let me pop on something on the old Peacock,
0: dude. It's <clears throat> I found it on Peacock in the WWE app, well, in their area of content. Because it used to be I would just only rewatch that SummerSlam where Undertaker comes out for yeah, the first I knew time. It, it's just the entrances, and then I'd be like, with the match, it's like whatever. And Vince would be calling it, usually. Oh, he, like, dude, like, so oh, underrated. With a big hand. And he would just try to hype up whoever oh the guy my. was to win. What a maneuver. He's like, we've never seen this before. And you're like, you kind of get into it because it's like old school. And then, like, for us, it's old school. But yeah. then I found a compilation of, like, all the Undertaker intros and matches. And I was like, I'm just oh, going to watch man. that. Yeah. Over and over. I just I can't get enough of that.
1: Yeah. I think if you were to be here tonight the show we would watch is the SummerSlam of The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Gray that's versus like, purple. Yeah, when I, when I think of Dave and I think of his WWE fandom per se, for some reason I just always think of that match and I don't even think I knew you then.
0: No. Yeah, no, that was, but that's it. Who's the real Undertaker? I got to know. <laughs> I mean, we've known for years, but I got to know again. We need, we need to find out. Confirmation.
1: So, yeah, Fig Freak, uh, really cool dude. Um, ever since I got into these, uh, these elite figures, uh, he, we've followed each other. He's been rocking with me, sending me like, hey, these are on sale here. Get this here. Watch out for this deal. And he's very seasoned in the elite game. So it's, it's pretty damn cool. And I'm actually headed out to L.A. this weekend Nice, and I'm trying to convince the lady to let me meet up with him for a little fig hunt. Just a couple hours—that's <laughs> all I'm asking. Oh
0: just a man, couple hours. you sound like a husband <laughs> trying to go play golf on Saturday. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> come on. I mean, just you know, just a few holes here. You know, I'm not, uh, it's only four yeah. hours. Don't worry about it. C- come on. All right. Our next question—I don't know who this comes from, but let's dive in. What's your most embarrassing date? And. If you could go back in the past, what's one thing that you would change?
0: Whoa, Ooh. Those are two very good but very different questions.
1: Yeah, this is heavy.
0: This is heavy, man. Doc.
1: Embarrassing date, dude. I don't know. I'm sure I made a fool of myself in the very beginning when I started dating. But I think I've told this on the show before. My first date with my current girlfriend was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. like There's no reason there should have been a second date, let alone a response after the fact
0: poor planning was this is call it poor planning
1: yeah and and for those of you that hadn't heard it I decided I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take take a couple bucks out of the old ATM you know maybe a little bit out of my price range I'm bringing her to top golf right except there's a four hour wait at top golf man so I got to drive her to the bowling alley. Because that's kind of the same thing. That'll yeah. be fun. Good audible. There's a, there's an even longer wait at the bowling alley. Jeez, so, dude. I know. I, at that, there's too many people yeah. there. At that point, I was like, do you want me to bring you home? Like, we don't have to. No, no. This is, you know, we'll find something to do. And boom, four years later, here we are.
0: Positive attitude.
1: That's why it works. Yeah. I think the, what I would have changed is I would have gotten a damn reservation in the beginning. But then who's to say if I did? Mm. The date would have wound up the way, you know, yeah. things happen for a reason as they say. What about for you,
0: bro? Most embarrassing date. I get, it, it's not that they've been really embarrassing. It's more it's like it's boring or it's I'm like, okay, this is just gonna go nowhere and you have to just kind of ride it out for a while. Yeah. To be nice cuz you realize the person is nice, and you're like, well, like, yeah, you're you're nice, but not- You're great. You're yeah. great. You know what? Just, you're super. Uh, you're just fantastic. You're just not for me. Yeah. It's more of a friend vibe. Right. And then you sit yeah. there like, ah, oh, man, I just paid for this and that, and I didn't have to do that. We could have just split it, and that would have been like, the, hey, we're going to split this, which means after this, we're also going to split. Damn, bro, you're cold-blooded dog, you know? that's just how dog. it goes. like, what? What if that happened to <sighs> you? All right? I mean, it wouldn't be embarrassing. I'd just be like, man, didn't see that coming. You yeah, know, it's almost like, all right, well, it's just it's not it's not meant to be then, you know? it's okay. Maybe there was a time in high school, but I don't know. In high school, like, was there a, an embarrassing date in high school? I don't know, man. It's it's been a it's been a while. It's been a while. Dude, I was just terrified of women
1: <laughs> until I was like almost out of high school. So
0: <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience, but let's keep rolling here if we shall. What was the last part? If you could go back in the past, what would you change? Yeah. I would um go back to the 50s and tell my dad as a kid to keep all his baseball cards and go get a whole bunch more.
1: <laughs> yeah, gosh, you're not kidding, dude. So this one, uh you know, we're keeping the um figure collector's vibe going. This one comes from Elite Collector on Instagram. Seems like a super kind dude. Talk to him all the time. What's going on, Hobbies? This is Jay Rodriguez. A- all right, Jay, you better take a little bass out of your voice when you're talking. Yo, dumb- he sounds like God, the real bass, Doug, he's coming in hot. What's going on, Hobbies? This is Jay Rodriguez, a.k.a. Elite Collector215 on Instagram. My question to you guys would be, what's a figure that you guys own in your collection that when you look at it just makes you smile knowing that you own it? That's a pretty cool question.
0: And he does sound a little like the realness. Yo, I can hear it now I, I th- thought now the realness, said it. I thought he was messing with us, but uh, this dude sounds cool as, cool as the, yeah. yeah, he's cool.
1: Man, so what's a figure in my collection that I look at? You know, and here's a common phrase that I use a lot on the show, without thinking about it too much... I got to say, I recently picked up a WWE Ultimate Edition fan takeover, Hulk Hogan. And this is specifically from WrestleMania 9 when he returns after Yokozuna beats Bret. And then Hogan beats Yokozuna and leaves the show the champion. And it's when he has that big black eye. Oh. So they have multiple heads and one of them is the black eye with the... You know, the fierce face and it's got the headband and the shirt and the title belt and just all the different accessories. And anytime I see that figure, I'm just like, I smile. I'm like, that's, that's the Hulkster, man. Let's go.
0: Well, I, ha- I picked up a Ultimate Warrior this summer and that was cool. Just a random yeah. loose figure. I'm like, oh man, because I don't have, well, now I have a bunch because I've been buying them, but I didn't have any. Right, I sold and and okay, this gave, wasn't just any. Or sold, yeah. I gave the other ones to Joe like a long ago. Yeah, you ago. son of a. I'm like I, don't I want can these. I'm I'm no. interested in girls, so you know no. I just get no. this out here. No, but <laughs> no, I don't. I don't accept that, dude. dude the it, only it thing you will never forgive me for is this. No, <laughs> it's bull crap, dude. Chose you know. Come he, on, he was just right there. He's down the street. Proximity. No. I still say that's not right. Okay. <laughs> you <son of> a- <laughs> well, your warrior wasn't
1: like any normal, like regular. This was like a series one or two Jack's Bone Crunchers Ultimate yeah, Warrior. It was, so it was pretty dope. It dude. was
0: the oldest Jack's one I think I've ever owned. And then yeah. I picked up at my first Brimfield, a Macho Man Wrestling Buddy. Is that what it was called? That's
1: right. Yeah. yeah the Wrestling Buddy. I got a Hogan one.
0: So, dude, we have the, what was their tag team? The powers? The mega
1: powers. The mega powers.
0: We have the mega powers. That is the coolest thing I have. Yeah, the
1: mega powers explode, dude. That's us. We got to Photoshop them doing the big handshake and put our heads on it instead. (laughs) But I have to be Hogan because I have that hot dog tan. Well, Macho does too, so I don't Uh, we'll We'll just roll the dice on it. We'll figure it out. This next question comes from our buddy Chris. Up in Maine, shout out to Chris one time. What's up, dog?
0: I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 30 episodes, and here's to a speedy recovery for Dave. Let's go, dude. dude. thanks, Chris. What a Chris. nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a, I'd say speedy as ever. I've been in the gym, I think, pretty much every day, and feeling good, feeling good enough to do episode 30. I'm
1: digging it, man. Yeah, and um, that's super kind of you to say, man. You know, you you think about it, And even with that time off that we had, which, you know, obviously we didn't want to, but you know, health is significantly more important and Dave's back on track and he's kicking ass and it's kind of an accomplishment, dude. Like think of how many things in your life that you've started that you never finished a lot, you know, and so I think that goes, yeah, I think that goes for a lot of people and it's like 30 hours of conversation between us recorded and captured That feels pretty damn cool to me, man. I don't know about you.
0: It's approaching the longest podcast I've done. I did a baseball one that lasted over two seasons. Wow. So we're getting into that territory now.
1: Yeah, that just brought up a point. When I was working in Nashville, I did a wrestling podcast called Pro Wrestling Lifers with Moose. And we did that for a year, a calendar year. Man. You know, and the strange thing about it, was it made watching professional wrestling which is like my escape from the world it made it work and that was challenging yeah. and I didn't I didn't I didn't anticipate that in the beginning you know
0: yeah you but, put pressure on yourself to have like I want to have a different take a smart take and it's not just yeah. I want to watch it
1: one of the things that I remember most about doing that with him was hazard would send us some of his matches sometimes for us to cut commentary oh, that's on that's so cool And, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do. Like, I would even go to, like, a wrestling school for that if there was one nearby to teach that, because I'd love to learn that. Um, And I would just try to do my best, like, Michael Cole or Vince McMahon, and Moose would, you know, decide if he wanted to play the heel commentator or if he wanted to be straight like me and call it, you know. And we just had a lot of – that was just so much fun, dude. It was just super fun. And, you know, Hazard would point out certain points in the matches, like – hey, you know, really hit this, really hit that. And I would just call it like it's happening right in front of me live, like I'm here. I try to make it sound like I was there. A lot of them were like in, you know, Saco and Biddeford, Maine and, you know, at the Portland Armory or wherever it was. You know, it was just super fun. But, Chris, thanks for riding with us. This guy's listened to us ramble for over 30 hours, so our hat's off to you, good sir.
0: Yeah, man. A1. Day one.
1: Yep. And uh, we got a bonus question in here. Really? We do. Okay. We got a bonus question right here. And uh, some of these folks didn't leave their name. And that's okay. You can be anonymous. Yeah. That's okay. You know, here we go. And then we'll wrap it up.
0: What's your least favorite dog breed?
1: Hold on. I need to hear that again.
0: What's your least favorite dog breed?
1: What's your least favorite dog? None of them. I love all dogs. Love any dogs. and all dogs, all man. Dogs come go to on. Heaven. Yeah, I was just going to – you beat me to it, bro.
0: But if you have to choose, like, okay, if you you were going to get a dog, what kind would you not get? You're like, well, definitely not going to get this kind.
1: I wouldn't get a big one. Okay. Yeah. I think in in my past um, relationship, having three small dogs, Yorkies, I grew to love small dogs, and – when I get out of this apartment and I get a home, like a real home, house, I'm going to get a Corgi, and his name is going to be Nash.
0: Dude. <laughs> very nice. for four, four, four,
1: four, four life. Not because of Big Sexy Kevin Nash, <laughs> but that's going to be his nickname, Big Sexy. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But because, because Nashville, you know?
0: That's, see, there's layers to it. That's very cool. Yeah layers um, to the onion what about you man chihuahuas man just not my jam no i know i know they're not but you know like my brother and his wife they have one princess and yeah you know it's like it's a nice dog like i'll still like cuddle with it and hang out with it like i don't have a problem with it but i wouldn't you know not my favorite no i'm mm, here more that. of a golden retriever lab like air bud bro like air bud yeah yeah. See,
1: before meeting uh, Roxy, Riley, and Ralphie, I was a golden retriever guy, too. That was the dream. Like in Homeward Bound, I wanted to have a golden retriever. Like Air Bud, I wanted to have a golden retriever. And teach him how to play hockey and baseball and football and basketball. basketball, All of that. All the balls. Um, and then I was like, you know what? That's a big dog. You know, I love all dogs. I welcome them all. I like, I'll pet Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? (laughs) No. Can I pet that dog? (laughs) You know, that's like, that's like me, man. And I recently did an endorsement with the Dumb Friends League here, which is a animal shelter. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I got to, I got to host the Furry Scurry. Which I think we've talked about before. Yes, we have.
0: Uh, <laughs> furries I, I bro. love all
1: I love all dogs, man. Well yeah, and it was funny because one of the <laughs> one of the cops came over to me. He goes, you know, my other boys in the department. They were I don't know why he's all of a sudden a maner, but he's like, <laughs> My boys in the department were all making fun of me because 'cause I'm at the furry scurry and they they thought it was something else. <laughs> I'm like yeah, man, it's just a bunch of puppies here, you know. This but is
0: something else.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that, dude, that would I, I laugh so hard. Oh, but yeah, they're great people over there, and uh, I, I hope I get to host it again next, uh, next time this year. So, yeah, there it is, episode thirty Q and A in the books. I appreciate you staying up late, brother. I know it's uh, getting to be close to a uh, bedtime over there.
0: But what was that dog? I. I wish <laughs> Sorry, I was still I back the in the crease.
1: Yeah, if I was still there in in the apartment, we could be talking on those all the time. You would never have to text or call me if you're in the house. Just use that.
0: Yeah, never. You'd never have to make the ksh sound again. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. Ksh, wait. Over. Ksh, over. But what? you would have.
1: <laughs> okay. But w- w- what would your walkie-talkie
0: name be? Um. I would be Nighthawk.
1: Nighthawk. I'm gonna be Rubber Duck.
0: Okay. <laughs> over now, Rubber Duck. Nighthawk.
1: Uh, <laughs> is breakfast ready? Go ahead.
0: Uh, it's ready. Over. Eggs are over easy. Over.
1: <laughs> you didn't. You didn't call me the right name. Do it again.
0: <laughs> Nighthawk to Rubber Duck. Uh, breakfast yes! ready. Over.
1: <laughs> Life. No completed. exploding hash browns, though. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks so much for hanging with us. Uh, for Dave. My name is JR. This has been Hanging with Homie. Truly the highlight of my week is being able to sit down here and do this with you all the time every single week. And uh, be sure to like, comment, and or subscribe. Share this with a friend if you're feeling up to it. And uh, most importantly, remember, it's cool to be you. Peace.